The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Pharrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. So, uh, who was the guy that uh, that just took his stick and absolutely crunched that dude in the onions off the faceoff for the Blues? That was Troy Brower. Troy Brower took his stick and just absolutely got Dominic Rousseau right in the right in the tough spot. Right in the satchel page. That's it. He got him. He got him like hard. Right in front of the ref. No call. Is that a penalty? Did you think that was a penalty? Yeah, I I, I thought it was a penalty. And nobody saw it, but he got him clearly got his stick up in that region. You just uh you know, he knew where his stick was. You can't do that. They were facing off, and they had nothing to do with the drop of the puck. They were behind the drop of the puck. They were standing behind the linesman, and he took his stick and just rammed it right into his home plate region hard, and the guy dropped to the ice. Did you think he dove, or do you think he was in pain? I don't know. It looked like there was a lot of force behind it. I would say that he was in pain. I would say he was in pain, too. one nothing. I'm sure the Blues are in pain after that uh, goal. What'd you say the guy's name was? Bo what? That would be Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat had the goal on a power play, 12 seconds into the power play. So the Canucks lead one nothing over the Blues. We already know what happened today. The Flyers beat the Canadians 2-1. to one. So they take a one-zip lead in that series. Provorov had a power play goal. Ferby had a, a goal as well. For the Flyers. And the Avs win. Everybody knows what happened. Uh, Rantanen, Comfer, Kadri, the goal scorers. Kadri, a power play goal from McCarr and McKinnon. McKinnon had an assist with Landis Gog on a Rantanen goal. That one made it 3 nothing. They scored all three goals in the third period. It was a 0-0 hockey game after two periods. It's for all on a bench. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood... 
we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. I just told me that I, I'm a wussy because I told him I've been playing basketball with a knife in my back since Sunday. So I play basketball every day. And I, you know the story. If you're a fan of the show, you know I talk a lot about basketball. But uh, I don't care what you think. If you don't like it, go to bed. Have a sandwich. I'll tell you what, it pays off in spades, doesn't it, when I'm winning you all kinds of money betting on NBA games because I know so much about basketball, right? Now, listen, not every single day, not every single game, not every single play I get right. There's no denying that I get games wrong, but I hit so many bets in basketball. It's sickening. It really is. It's, it should be a federal offense. And then uh, everybody knows PharrellOnTheBench.com. I do it in NHL. I'm looking for a 4-0 day in the NHL today. Anyway, slice it. Even if I go 3-1, and one, I'm still making you money. So um, baseball, same thing. Uh, I there is no denying though I feel like the betting in baseball is harder right now with the pressure of the 60 gamer. Uh what are we uh, almost 20 games into it? I mean, I mean like around 17 18 games Carver high. So, I mean, every game matters and it's just harder. I think there's um the pitching's been bad. I think it's been, you know, high ERAs, giving up a lot of runs, etc. And I think the bullpens have been bad. I think the hitters have been bad. There's only a few guys lighting it up. You know that. We talked about Charlie Blackman today on Coast to Coast. He's hitting 500. But they got their ass beat today. The Diamondbacks, who I think are bottom of the barrel, they beat uh, the Rockets' ass. You know why? In that ballpark, it's like playing wiffle ball. I mean, it is. There are guy. Every guy up hits a home run. Every guy up hits a triple or a double. I mean, it's it, it's almost like it's uh it, they should have never built it there. To be honest with you, I mean, think about it. They gave them a ball a ball club. They've had some semblance of success there. Fair enough. They've done decent. They've had a couple of good years, right? But. Would you argue that that's, I mean, that's candy ass playing in that stadium with, you know, guys have, I mean, they have like 20, 30 run games, 50 hit games. Like, what is that? I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> just not right. It's just not good for baseball, if you ask me. And I love Denver. It's a great city. I love, uh, I love the Rocky Mountains. I've been there a million times. I've lived there. Uh, it's just a Gandhi state. I love it. But don't even tell me baseball should be played there, honestly, in that wicked well. I remember a couple of years ago, remember how they tried selling you uh, 
you know, we're going to put the balls in these humidifiers. You know, we're going to we're going to put the balls in the humidifiers, and uh, it's going to help the ball from flying out of the ballpark. Sure, it did. Uh, good, good job. And you put the ball in the humidifier before they bring it out on the field. Calm down. You still score twenty runs a game there. Do you know the guy that does the commercials for Burger King? The the fat black guy that does the uh, commercials. He he eats like two whoppers at once, and he's really funny. Do you know who I'm talking about? He's really he's really good at. Do you know that he's the same guy that does the Popeyes chicken commercial when he goes he goes to something special. We got something special going on between us. Have you ever seen him when he's talking to the sandwich? No, I, I honestly I zone a lot of these commercials out. I, I got no idea what's going on. What did you think of having? Uh, well, he's doing he's doing double is what I'm saying. He's on he's on uh, Popeyes and he's on uh, the Burger King commercial. Now. He's I, in the I think that they he's are. Like, I think that they're owned by the same company. Okay. Well, he says in the Burger King commercial, he's like, "I'm out of here before you even catch on. You might be lying that I get two whoppers for five bucks." <laughs> he goes, "You might be lying." He goes, "Give me my money. I gotta go. You could be lying to me right now." I love it. And then there's another version of it where he's like eating it and he's like slicing onions, tomatoes. He's like, the only problem here is there's not two mouths to eat these at the same time. <laughs> he's got like two whoppers in his hands. I love that dude. Anyway, uh, I don't think they should play baseball in Rado. I don't. It's football is bad enough. You know that you've got an advantage when the kicker on the team has like some charity that if he kicks a 65 yarder, like everyone in the state of uh, Colorado gets like a free beer. <laughs> you know that uh, the guy, the 65 yarder is almost like a, it's like a, uh, a drunk college kid getting to kick at the, the at, let's say the big 10 game at halftime from 40 yards out barefoot. And if he hits the field goal, he gets 10 grand or something. That's about what that's like. That guy, what's his name? McManus or something. Is Brand, he the Brandon kick? McManus? Yes. He's already predicting like 80 yard field goals. And, and well, such. If he breaks the NFL record uh, this year. Everybody in Denver gets a cold one. That's what it is. That and the record sixty five or something, or is it sixty? I 60- believe it's sixty five is where it's at. So somebody eventually beat Dempsey, the guy that died. Oh, Manis is the one that did it, or was it the guy in uh, Detroit? The you know the kicker, the guy that got the Dewey, and then he eventually got uh, got his life together, and he just oh, Prater is that his name? Yes, Prater has the record at 64. So Prater with the 64-yarder. Dempsey had 63, which was tied by Elam, Janikowski, David Akers, and Graham Gano. Uh, so I'm that is glad. why 65 is the number for McManus. They want to see him beat the Prater number. So I'm just glad I, I could remember uh, two field goal kickers' names in distant cities. <laughs> I can't, I can't, you know what I mean? Like that I can remember that is a great sign because I have early for Alzheimer's. But Carver High said that I'm a wussy because I, he's like, just here's, so people can understand how, what it's like. He's, cause he'll never admit this stuff on the air. He never does. But I, I'll just say what he said to me. He goes, I said, listen, I've been playing with this knife in my back. It's just killing me. He's like, God damn, you're such a wussy. And I was like, what? What did you say to me? Because uh, I just want to play ball, and I don't have time for like a knife in my back, like a bleeding back, like I'm just bleeding to death. 
in agony. I have like, I feel like I have slipped discs. And if I do, I'm finished. Because I can tell you, once you do that, like you blow out a disc or something in your back, you're done. You won't do anything. You'll, you'll be able to get off of the couch. I told you the story. My dog had uh, has blown out his knee and he's already blown out another one. The blues have scarred. So the dog has um, blown out both knees now. It's had uh, major reconstructive knee surgery once on the right leg. Now he's blown out the left leg and he's having uh, surgery, I think, Tuesday on his knee. And what is today? Like Wednesday or something? So anyway, uh, my dog now with you know his knee blown out can't walk. So the dog is on morphine and he's just literally riding, riding the lightning. I mean, this dog is so high. I mean, to tell you, this dog has not moved in like three days. It's, it's literally just, it is so out of it and just completely crippled on morphine that he, he can't even, uh, he can barely go outside at all to go to the bathroom. Like you have to carry him out the door. Now I got a harness for him. I'm like, you'd think I was at the metal end of the harness racing. I, I mean, I can't. I gotta. I gotta see you dragging this 200 pound dog around. I mean, honestly, right, so I'll dude. film it tomorrow when I do it, so that I can send it to Sports Grid and they can show me girdling up my dog, my 200 pound dog. I got a girdle wrapped around his onions, and I and I lift him up because he can't walk. His legs blown out. It's completely flat tire. Like the tire flew off the car. It's in the desert. The the guy's parked on the side of the road. He's the cars are driving by him doing 80, giving him the finger. That's how bad this dog's got a blown out tire. But I got a blown out back and uh, I broke my arm too playing Saturday. I got some dude bone on bone on my arm and I have the worst like broken arm bone, like bruise, deep, just wicked bruise. And Carver I like, dude, you're such a wussy. And I was like, I'm gonna come out there. I'll give you something to think about. So the Blues have tied it up. And I'm watching the end of the uh, Clipper game. And I just wanted to say that the Clippers never miss a shot. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We're going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All 
Hi, Veronavich. Uh, what do you have for me, Carver? Hi, you got a, a special treat here or something? Uh, earlier on, you were talking about the Mighty 1090, and I happen to have uh, in my possession something that you might want to hear. Mr. Cardano sent it over to me. Let's take a listen, Scotty. Pure f***ing attitude. The all-new and mightier 1090. From the Baja to San Diego to Orange County to Los Angeles and the Central Coast. And straight up your the new generation of radio, SoCal Sports Talk, the all-new and mightier 1090. How about that? The first promo there. You got to hear it for the mightier 1090. I like awesome it. stuff. I, what do you I think? I like it. I like it. I thought it was, I thought that was awesome. Like, I, I really like that. They've been running this, uh, this stunt loop thing out there in Southern California about uh, on 1090 about the history of the station. And it's got this, you know, it's got this big chunk of it is dedicated to uh, Wolfman Jack. And obviously, Carver High, you know that a million people have called my show over the years and, and asked me if I was Wolfman Jack, right? Yes, they and, are. Uh, but I, that's, you know, very flattering to me, if you ask me, because uh, Wolfman Jack was a radio god, just an absolute titan in radio. And he did his show on that station. That's where he did it, in L.A. And uh, back in the day, that was it. And so they run this big uh, loop, and there's a big chunk of it dedicated to Wolfman Jack, and it's really cool. And, um, you know, it's great. I'm excited because uh, I have a history there. I lived there for a long time, and I love it there. I go there on vacation a lot. I'm willing to say that. I'm a fan of uh, the area. I, I love it there. I could live there again in five minutes tomorrow. So for me, it was always cool being on there. It's a great station. And back in the day, um, I was on, you know, the Mighty 690 and all the and all the rest. Then it became Mighty 1090. But um it's just fantastic. Uh, you know, people don't understand, and I'll, you know, just be brief. Like the station literally it goes from you know heaven to hell it is <laughs> belly to belly the most powerful radio signal you've ever heard in your life you can hear it in san diego you can hear it in uh santa barbara you can hear it north of los angeles you can hear it everywhere orange county los angeles you can hear it in san diego up and down the central coast you can hear it everywhere from the baja to uh literally above lipstick city and all i know is i, I tell people you can hear it in vegas i mean this thing booms like a mother forever. I mean, it booms like nothing you've ever seen in your life, this station. 24 million people can hear that radio signal. That's crazy. <laughs> That's just absolutely crazy. And then uh, you can't even deny it, Carver High. Like, I will say this emphatically over and over. So I live, um, I live 25 minutes, 30 minutes from Manhattan, right? And I can I, literally, if I listen to the AM, right? If I listen to the AM radio in New York, I can't hear where I live. 30 minutes, 30 minutes from Manhattan. I can't hear the fan, uh, 880 CBS. I cannot hear 1010 
wins. W, uh, ABC, 77, none of them. They all have static. I mean, you'd think I was in Antarctica. That's how far away it sounds like I am to that signal. And I'm just being honest. I'm not even kidding you. Now, I don't know about on Long Island. If you turn that AM on, does it come in? When you drive all the way out to your crib, does it get staticky? Mm, the AM side, uh, it doesn't yeah. get staticky. You can hear it. But now that most of these stations have gone to the FM signal as well, it's uh, you know, it's just a little bit different. I, I don't know if they just don't put it on as high or whatever, but uh, you can hear it on Long Island. Okay, well, where I live, you cannot hear it. So it, it comes in terribly. If you're driving in your car and you have it on, you want to kill yourself because it goes in and out. And it's uh, absolute torture. It's like massive uh, frequency problems, right? So to, to make the story shorter, this station in San Diego, they don't have that problem. They don't have that problem. So I tell the truth. Uh, I worked there for 25 years, and it sucks. The the stations in New York, they don't have any onions. They don't have any. They don't have any strength, and they just don't go anywhere. I don't know if it's the weather, the the snow, the rain, the humidity. The I don't know if it's the people that there's 20 million people here or more. Uh, there's 9 million people in New York City. By the way, I sang a story today. Everybody and their brother, 300 people a day are moving out of New York City. 300 people a day are moving out of New York City. Did you see that story I sent you? I did read that story. And um, as being someone who lives on Long Island and not, not in New York City, but I can understand why that's happening. Well, do you know that if you were to try to move right now out of New York City, you couldn't even get a moving van to do it? You'd have to do it yourself. And you would not get a truck. They don't have trucks available. There's just, they're all gone because they're taken. Everyone's moving. There's 300 people a day. So there's no trucks. There's no moving vans. No one will do it because there's so many people fleeing. So here's the deal. When there's 9 million people that live there and 25 million people, whatever, in the area, and there's so many people, it's so congested. Maybe that has something to do with it, but I can't hear those stations. In LA, you can hear this station all the way. If you were if you were in heaven at the pearly gates and St. Peter said to you, I'm sorry, son, your behavior is deplorable. We're sending you to hell immediately. You know what I would say to him? Well, at least I can hear 1090 all the way down the slide. Because <laughs> you can hear it all the way. There's no, there's no, uh, you know, wavering. There's no frequency problems there's no static there's no in and out it is just rock star status so here's what i'm gonna do just so you know i'm gonna come on there and i am just gonna take over that's what's gonna happen know that it's coming because they already know the word's out the word is out and it's happening and it is all going down oh it's just gonna be ugly it's just gonna be so ugly it's just gonna be so ugly fantastic what's next carver high i'm gonna end up having to move back out there aren't i that would Once be I the next over. step that would be the logical next step is for you to just flat out just uh go and live there well i mean i'm gonna take it over might as well move back there i owned it once before they had me on two stations before that's how big i was hate me all you want call me whatever you want Oh, listen to this guy talking about how big he is. 
Bro, I was on two stations. And I'm not I'm talking about before before there was AM FM frequencies, you know, with these stations like the fan air, they're on the AM side and on the FM side. They all have it now. Uh, ESPN does it. They all do it. it, it they have the AM and FM signal. There's stations all over the country doing it now. But back in the day, I was on two different stations owned by two different companies. That's how big the station, uh, the show was. It was, they put me on, uh, you know, all the AM stations and FM stations, but they were all different. They They weren't owned by the same company like they all are now. I was working for two different companies carrying the show. So believe me, you, it just absolutely took over Los Angeles. I was on the same station with Howard Stern. And I mean, I kicked ass and took names like you have no idea. There wasn't a soul alive that didn't listen to it. <laughs> Everyone listened. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was absolutely unbelievable. They had a bunch of other good shows on that station too. The FM, the KLSX I was on. That was badass. They screwed that station up too. Like they screw up everything else in radio. These suits, they ruin everything. They really do. You wonder why they're all divorced and lonely. Because they can't even keep her happy, let alone people at a radio station. I've seen them butcher every station. The greatest stations in America that I've been on. I've been on all of them. I've seen them butcher every one of them. But like Sam the Butcher. Like, was there another butcher that killed people? My, uh, Carver High, wasn't there a... a was it, was I, the, I think that we could find some people with a butchering background uh, who, 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 who <laughs> took the cleaver out. I'm sure we could find a few. There's plenty of those. Anyway, so we're going back on out there. It's going to be cool. Tomorrow on the show, I'll reveal when. Very exciting. I have to hold back on, on releasing that information right now due to threats from above. People threatening me now, telling me. They'll have my tongue cut out of my throat, like this ovula over my head. Hopefully I'm on the right side. Every time I do everything, it's backwards. There it is, right behind me. Right over there. Right over there. <laughs> I got to turn my hand that way. So uh, who do you think is going to win, Carver High? The uh, Biden and Ka uh, Kamala Harris? Or a uh, liar. Who do you think is going to uh, win? I, I don't know. I, you know I'm that sure. you know that chick and, and that Biden, that old man, that granny. He's gonna. He's gonna. They're gonna slaughter him. You know that happen. I have. You know that I have major issues with all of the candidates. I don't. Right. I don't. Uh, I don't like anybody. You know that. I hate everybody. All the chicks and all the African Americans. All of them are gonna vote for her. Every one of them. There's not a soul alive. And then the rest of them, I said today, I think I said today on Coast to Coast, the, everyone else that um, has no job, they're going to vote for him too. All right, for all on the bench. So uh, the Dodgers lead the Padres 2-0. Runner on first. Uh, San Diego, two outs. They're at bat. And they're down two zip to the Dodgers at Chavez Ravine. Mariners lead the Rangers 4-2. Top eight, one out. Uh, they're up a pair of runs down in Arlington. The Yankees beat the Braves 6-3. Tanaka, they let him pitch four innings. 
I think he gave up two earned runs. But Frazier uh, had a big season debut. Three hits, including a home run, scored twice. Clint Frazier getting involved. Should be playing every single day. I don't understand why they do what they do with Clint Frazier. Scotty, you know this. Anytime he's in the lineup, what does he do? He hits. He rakes. He just hits. He rakes. I, I get it. He's a bit of a hack in the field. We'll find a way to fix that. Just get him out there every single day. Like they can't figure out a way to put him in the field. He he was an adventure out there last year, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, he had problems. I mean, he had balls flying over his head. He had all sorts of things happening. But he's too lethal at the plate. He is his bat is too good. You have to find a way to play him. Well, why not make him the DH? Yeah, well, now you can do that. You know, you're going to be able to do that with Stanton out right now. And who knows with Judge, too. But you're going to have an opportunity now with Stanton gone. You can put him in the DH a little bit more. Uh, I just need to look. So, uh, oh, here we go. I just need to look because they had him. uh, They had Ford as the DH. So I don't understand. Frazier was playing right field. Oh, so Clint got out to right. So there you go. He did get out in the field tonight. He might have worked. You know, listen, I'm sure he spent the whole offseason working on it. It was such a problem for the Yankees last year. He had to have worked on his play out in the outfield. What's going to get him in the game? How about LeMahieu? Four for five, two runs, an RBI. He's hitting 431. Yeah, he continues to be the best player on the Yankees for two years in a row. He's the best player. And you know the difference you know the difference between him and Aaron Judge? He plays every day. He's not a wussy like Judge who plays, you know, five games a month and then he's shut down. Well, you I mean, know, you Judge know wanted hurt. to play tonight. He's hurt again. He wanted to play. Aaron and Aaron told him no. Judge wanted to play tonight. Well, I if he had tightness, I wouldn't have played him either. Because the tightness leads to tears. Your boy, Judge, with his uh, health history, if he tells you he's got a tweak, I'd send him on to the Caribbean for three days. Bubble wrap. I mean, honestly, the Red Sox lost to the Rays 9-5 in Blake Snell. The White Sox beat the Tigers 7-5. Diamondbacks 13-7 over the Rockies. A's 8-4 over the Angels. Cubs 7-2 over the Indians. The Marlins in a wild game in Buffalo tonight over the Blue Jays, 14-11 in 10 innings. The Royals beat the Reds 5-4. The Orioles beat the Phillies 5-4. Astros 5-1 over the Giants. Twins 12-2 over the Brewers. Mets 11-6 over the Nationals. I gave you a lot of winners today, Carver High. And um, did you hear about Grinky tonight, what he was doing? No, what happened to him? So Grinky had him eating out of his palms tonight. So Grinky won five one. And I don't I have to check his numbers here real quick. Let's see. So Maldonado hit a three run shot, whatever. I just need to see the uh Houston uh pitching. Here you go. Grinky six and a third, seven hits, one run, one earned, one walk, seven Ks. So he was he literally he was telling the batters in the game what he was going to throw them, and they were still striking out. So he was like, fastball, it's coming right now. And they literally knew what the pitch what? was going to be, and they still were striking out. That's the story. 
that I'm seeing right now, they're selling that story. Like I just got the story. Grinky calls his pitches, still gets the strikeouts. And then they're going to show me, I'm sure. So he made his fourth start. He delivered his second straight quality start. Folks are talking about it. It appeared he was calling out signs and signaling his pitches to his catcher. The stadium was empty, and because he wasn't subtle, that meant letting the opposition know exactly what was coming. And then there's a video of it. And then there's Grinky motioning with two fingers the way catchers tend to for breaking balls before uh, coercing a whiff on a slider. He's yeah, calling his own. Are you watching it? I just watched the video of it, yeah. But I'm watching right now. He just did it. I saw him do it. He did the two-finger slider. And they still couldn't hit it. Whether or not he was conducting a social experiment on how or little knowing what's coming matters is anyone's guess. It's obvious that's what he was doing. Like, you got to be kidding me. I want to see him. Here's another one. I'm looking at it. I got to see this. Fastball. Everybody knows. Everybody knows what sign they're going with right now, George. Here we go. I'm like watching this. Like I can't even believe it. He he actually was doing that. But whatever. You know what the funny thing is? He's you know he is loopy. But I you know I I'm not that intimidated by Zach Grinky on the mound anymore. Are you? Like I mean he's good. I've never He's been not great. by Zach Greinke on the mound. You watch Zach Greinke pinch in the postseason, and then you really find out why you're not intimidated by Zach Greinke. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not afraid of him if I'm the Yankees or anybody. I think anyone can beat him. But he, tonight he was acting like he's some kind of badass still or something. <laughs> Is that what that was? I need to know because it's, it's driving me nuts. No, uh, anyway, here's the deal. So I saw as well the the matchups, right? Did we already know this? I mean, this is locked in stone now. Bucks, Magic, Raptors, Nets, Celtics, Sixers, Heat, Pacers is automatic, right? That's the Eastern Conference playoff set. We don't know the West. Yeah, the, the, the East West. is the East is set because now Philadelphia cannot catch. Uh, Indiana or Miami for that four or five. So everybody is locked in in the East. You're a hundred percent right. And uh, we talked about this yesterday on Coast to Coast. The uh, the series there in the East that everybody is going to be having a lot of fun with is that Heat Pacers, uh, Jimmy Butler and and Warren and all those guys. You know that's going to be the the series that has all the highlights on it because they don't like each other. Yeah, and you like that. You like to have a little bit of juice because let's be fair, these other series, um, you know, Milwaukee and Orlando is going to be awful. The Nets have been very spunky in the bubble, but you you said they're not going to beat Toronto. They're not going to beat the Raptors in a seven-game series. And I don't think that Philadelphia is healthy enough. Normally, a Philadelphia-Boston series would have a little bit of juice to it, but no Simmons, uh, Embiid walking around as usual like he could be hurt. Um, I just don't, I don't see how they beat the Celtics. I just don't. So um, they're going to have uh, Nike is launching Mamba Week. They're going to have a uh, week. They honor Kobe Bryant's career and impact on the athletic industry starting August 23rd, which is uh, a week from next Monday. Next Monday is the 17th. 
Nike launching Mamba Week. Very excited. Uh, 8-23, they'll launch it, which would have been uh, the Lakers' iconic 42nd uh, birthday. That would have been his uh, birthday. The following day, 24, they'll celebrate the jerseys uh, worn by Bryant during his career. The Mamba Week concept follows the naming of Nike celebration of Bryant's final NBA game, the April 13, 2016 performance Mamba Day at Staples. The week-long slate of programming and, and product launches will mark the first time Nike has released Brian's coveted signature sneakers or jersey since uh, his death. My buddy uh, told me, by the way, that um, he lives like a mile from where that helicopter crashed in Calabasas. My buddy lives there, and uh, he's a uh, filmmaker. He makes movies, and he... Uh, he made a movie that's out now on Amazon Prime called Groupers. It's a bizarre uh, movie um, about two uh, homophobic guys in uh, like Los Angeles that uh, just you can't even make the stuff up. This crazy movie of what happens to these two guys. Uh, that they get their own medicine served to them. They get lunch served to them, I'm telling you. You got to see this. But my buddy made the movie, uh, Anderson Cowan. He used to uh, produce my radio show in Los Angeles for All on a Bench uh, at Westwood One. And he he eventually started making movies, and he's made uh, – that's his first movie. And it and it uh, won some acclaim at some film festivals, and, and it's on Amazon Prime now. You can actually search it, see it. It's trippy. It's bizarre. Uh, it's controversial. I know that some people might be offended by it, but it is what it is. And um, if you can't handle it, then, you know, have a sandwich. Uh, I can handle everything. You know what I mean? I can handle anything. So I watch anything without any kind of like I don't get into like I don't go see a shrink or anything when I go see a, a controversial movie or documentary or things about any walks of life. You name it. Race religion, sexual orientation, or otherwise. I can see anything, and I'm I'm pretty adaptable. I'm pretty cool. So there you go. Mamba week coming up. Anyway, my friend lives a mile from where that happened. Nike has confirmed an ongoing commitment to celebrate Bryant through product releases that will ultimately benefit uh, funding for youth sports initiatives, which is great. Uh, it's also, uh, it'll fund all those youth sports initiatives because they're going to make so many hundreds of millions of dollars and billions of dollars off of Kobe Bryant's name and likeness, right? That's really what it spells out in in Portuguese. They're just going to keep making money off of Kobe Bryant and his and Vanessa is going to make a lot of money and her, and her kids are going to make a lot of money. That's just all there is to it, right? They're going to they've already got the uh, Mamba, the Kobe Bryant shoe collection and Nike sickening. I even said this on the air before, right? That his his shoes are no joke, like in terms of their price. Like I have like several pairs of his shoes and they're expensive. They're no joke. Some of his shoes are, I mean, ultra expensive, like out of control expensive. So, and you know, the bottom line is, is Jordans are ultra expensive too. And uh, LeBron's are 210 bucks, 220 for I got seven pairs of those. Uh, I know, believe me, I know I like LeBron's shoes. I wear them, I play in them. And, uh, 
they're 200 plus bucks. Trust me. Uh, even cheap ones like his older ones that are that are uh, you know out of date now are still like a buck 75. You can't get a break on those no matter what. But I got a pair the other day. Remember I told you the story that 34C got me the same pair of shoes? She got me the same Air Jordans for my birthday as she got me like Father's Day? Yes. So I took them back and I got uh, another pair of LeBrons. I got some low-cut LeBron 17s that are sick. I got the I got three pairs of the 17s. I got a, a pair I'm in now, purple. They're black and purple. And I got a white and like all these colors like, you know, teal and orange and blue and all this other stuff. And then I got this cream pair of low-cut LeBrons. They're, they're like cream. They're so badass. They're so clean and badass. I, I won't even wear them. That's how nice they are. When the guy said, you want to try them on? I'm like, don't touch those shoes, dude. Don't touch those, bro. Just give me the box, son. Give me the box. Don't touch anything. In fact, one guy came out. He said the back heel was bent. I go, give me another pair, son. You got to be clean. So I don't know. Um, I, I saw the Jimmy Butler calls out CB3. He said that uh, CB3 threw a ball at I think Robinson or something, or in the game, and then like in the corner. I don't know. He threw a ball at him, and then like it got all crazy. And and then Butler said, uh, "You throw a ball at my guy, you're gonna have to deal with me. It's not happening. You're not throwing balls at my shooters. It's just not happening. I don't care who you are." So now there's tension there. I love it. Uh, Marenzi is back. Sports Rage coming up. He's uh, been in uh, the city by the bay in San Francisco for his uh, 50th. A happy belated. Uh, Marenzi, that's great. Uh, you're quarantining now for 14 days. That's the rule of the law, the rule of the land. And what did you think of uh, uh, Vancouver just scored on the power play to go up 2-1 on the Blues? What do you think of the uh, city by the bay, San Francisco? I lived there. I worked there. It's a cool spot. I know you had a lot of fun. Well, I tell you what, Scotty, yeah, I know, and I know I used to listen to you, actually. When I was living in L.A., actually, I think you were you were based out of out of the city uh, right. at the time. I'd been there briefly before, but I had never, like, settled down and went out and partied and, you know, and, and spent. I, I was only there four days. It's amazing, Scott. I didn't realize that, you know, it's actually warmer in September and October than it is in August there. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit brisk, man. There's a chill. It's a tough town, man. That ain't Lipstick City like you call it, Scotty. That's a tough town, San Francisco. Yet I really loved it. The food was amazing, man. People laid back, like no one in your face. Like, you know, you know like uh, the most dangerous people weren't the homeless people or the, the grifters on the street, but the pack of like seagulls that were starving and, and attacking <laughs> people. But yeah, right. great, great city. I really, really enjoyed it. Great, great food. Great people. And you know what, Scott? You can get anything you want delivered to your hotel room at like one in the morning there. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> that is awesome, dude. Well, I saw, I followed your trip. You had some great uh, videos and everything else. All right, Marenzi, enjoy the hockey tonight. Have a great show. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, good luck with the quarantine back, and everything. My man, happy 5 0, turning the, going to the back nine now, your boy, uh, Marenzi. All right, Carver, hi. Great show. Good night, everybody.